day to give thanks for the questioners, a talk for the second Sunday of Easter. Back when it was still possible to do this, the Archbishop of York, the Most Reverend Stephen Cottrell, whilst waiting for a coffee he'd ordered at Paddington Station, was asked a question by a young woman beside him in the queue. What, she asked him, made you become a priest? He later revealed that this was exactly the question which he had been asking clergy interviewees for many years. And here it was, his own question, coming back to challenge him about his faith and what it meant to him. He was on the spot and his train was soon leaving, so he gave the young woman two necessarily brief but revealing answers to her question. And since then, he has composed a longer answer in the form of a book recently published called Dear England, described as a letter he'd like to write to a divided country that no longer sees the relevance or value of the Christian story. A short, beautiful book at once both contemplative and deeply practical, which speaks to both Christians and those on the edges of faith. Today, let us give thanks for those who ask questions, for those whose curiosity is unbounded by decorum, who follow hunches to reveal wonders, who dare to bridge the gap between their doubts and the truth they are keen to uncover. Let us give thanks for the questioners who dive headlong into waters where others barely paddle. Look at Caravaggio's portrayal of the disciple Thomas at Jesus' invitation, placing his fingers into the wounds of his Lord. These two men are not alone in this scene, for over Thomas's shoulder are two others, their facial expressions united with his own. Could they be his fellow disciples? And could it be that the doubts Thomas voiced had been in their minds also, but they had been too timid, too scared to say? Or might these figures represent you and me, those who have followed on, who, as Jesus said, have not seen but yet have believed? For our belief also has been strengthened by this episode in Jesus' resurrected life. For these onlookers owe much to the incredulity of Thomas. If he had not been bold enough to speak his doubts out loud, and John had not recorded them in his Gospel, then we would not have known with the same certainty we do know that Jesus rose from the dead, flesh of our flesh, bone of our bone, scarred, but recovered enough to walk and talk and eat again with his friends. Let us celebrate those who probe the physical world for new discoveries, for where would we be today without the acute questioning of the epidemiologists whose wisdom has informed our understanding of the condition of the world we're in and helped shape our response to the spread of COVID-19? And where would we be today without the resolute research of the virologists and biologists who we now thank for those reassuring vaccinations we're receiving? Let us give thanks for those scientists who ask open questions about God and those theologians for whom science is an arena for more and deeper revelations about the divine. Today, I celebrate the life of the Reverend Professor John Polkinghorne, a physicist and a priest 
whose recent death at the age of 90 brings the passing of one of the most influential figures in the field of science and religion. I was privileged to serve in the same church as he on a housing estate in Cambridge whilst I was in training for the ministry and it is a measure of the warmth and humility of the man that on the occasion I was asked to deliver a rookie sermon on the theme of creation in his learned presence I was encouraged not overawed. day to give thanks for the questioners. A talk for the second Sunday of Easter. Back when it was still possible to do this, the Archbishop of York, the Most Reverend Stephen Cottrell, whilst waiting for a coffee he'd ordered at Paddington Station, was asked a question by a young woman beside him in the queue. What, she asked him, made you become a priest? He later revealed that this was exactly the question which he had been asking clergy interviewees for many years. And here it was, his own question, coming back to challenge him about his faith and what it meant to him. He was on the spot and his train was soon leaving, so he gave the young woman two necessarily brief but revealing answers to her question. And since then, he has composed a longer answer in the form of a book recently published called Dear England, described as a letter he liked to write to a divided country that no longer sees the relevance or value of the Christian story. A short, beautiful book at once both contemplative and deeply practical, which speaks to both Christians and those on the edges of faith. Today, let us give thanks for those who ask questions, for those whose curiosity is unbounded by decorum, who follow hunches to reveal wonders, who dare to bridge the gap between their doubts and the truth they are keen to uncover. Let us give thanks for the questioners who dive headlong into waters where others barely paddle. Look at Caravaggio's portrayal of the disciple Thomas at Jesus' invitation, placing his fingers into the wounds of his Lord. These two men are not alone in this scene, for over Thomas's shoulder are two others, their facial expressions united with his own. Could they be his fellow disciples? And could it be that the doubts Thomas voiced had been in their minds also, but they had been too timid, too scared to say? Or might these figures represent you and me, those who have followed on, who, as Jesus said, have not seen but yet have believed? For our belief also has been strengthened by this episode in Jesus' resurrected life. For these onlookers owe much to the incredulity of Thomas. If he had not been bold enough to speak his doubts out loud, and John had not recorded them in his gospel, then we would not have known with the same certainty we do know that Jesus rose from the dead, flesh of our flesh, bone of our bone, scarred, but recovered enough to walk and talk and eat again with his friends. Let us celebrate those who probe the physical world for new discoveries, for where would we be today without the acute questioning of the epidemiologists whose 
Wisdom has informed our understanding of the condition of the world we're in and helped shape our response to the spread of COVID-19. And where would we be today without the resolute research of the virologists and biologists who we now thank for those reassuring vaccinations we're receiving? Let us give thanks for those scientists who ask open questions about God and those theologians for whom science is an arena for more and deeper revelations about the divine. Today, I celebrate the life of the Reverend Professor John Polkinghorn, a physicist and a priest whose recent death at the age of 90 brings the passing of one of the most influential figures in the field of science and religion. I was privileged to serve in the same church as he on a housing estate in Cambridge whilst I was in training for the ministry and it is a measure of the warmth and humility of the man that on the occasion I was asked to deliver a rookie sermon on the theme of creation in his learned presence I was encouraged not overawed.